On today's episode of Outer Experience, we welcome on a good friend of mine, Ryan Buchanan, and he and I discuss one of our favorite TV shows of all time, The Office. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, share it with your friends, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can send us an email, outerexperiencepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Outer Experience. Because if you are in the experience, Ryan... You gotta get out of it. <laughs> get on out of there. Get out of here, boy. <laughs> so on today's episode, we have Ryan Buchanan, the man, the legend, mm. and uh, the first one who isn't directly related to me. So we are breaking new ground here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, it's cool, though, because you can truly see how far your fan base has, go, has, go, has grown from related people <laughs> to unrelated people that you still have lived with, <laughs> but they're not related to you. So Maybe someday I'll, I'll talk to somebody who hasn't lived with me. But wow. Hey, you know I, what? I mean, right. it's tough to really win people over if they haven't lived with me, because that's really when I start to shine. That's true. That is where you start to shine. Before, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Wait, I don't know is, about this guy. Is he the is he the not as great twin? Or is I don't know it, which if I can live he? with this guy. <laughs> oh, is he the one that plays volleyball? I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one's great. The skinny Dang one. No, yeah. <laughs> Just a full head of hair. It's a beautiful <laughs> man. <laughs> so Ryan, for our you know for the ten listeners out there who don't know who you are, um, <laughs> yeah. would you like to introduce yourself? Let us know where you're from, what you do. Yeah, you I'd know. love to. Yeah, so my name is Ryan Buchanan, like uh, Colton said. I, uh, I went to BYU-Idaho with Colton back in 2011 through 2013, I'd say. Yeah, Something like right. that, yeah. Yeah, so I, it's, it's fun because Colton is one of those people that I met directly through all of the tiny little things that got me to go to BYU-Idaho. I walk in, and he's sitting there, and he's like, Hey, man, I'm your new roommate. Yeah, I play guitar, like. 30 seconds in, like, lifts up his guitar, shows it to me, and it's like, oh, this guy's going to be great. And he hasn't let me down yet. He hasn't <laughs> let me down yet. Uh, I live in Utah currently. Um, huge, uh, I'd say huge movie and TV show enthusiast. Oh, yeah. It, That's your profession, right? Yeah, it surrounds it surrounds my life. So Smart. Yeah. I, uh, I have been um, married for five years. I've got a little kid of my own. Uh, my favorite thing to do is drink uh, soda and nice. <laughs> what are you drinking right what's that <laughs> so i'm on a i'm on a lime edition sugar-free red bull kick oh man mm. sugar-free yeah so i think that sounds awful perfect for what uh, for <laughs> what i need so yeah so love and life a huge fan of today's topic too so yeah How, how's a little baby glade doing before we get in there dude so good this kid, he just barely figured out the stairs. So um, what a nightmare! We have twelve stairs, and so you can hear him go down each one. And yesterday <laughs> it was like, just as he's like slowly moving down, and it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no! He's getting better at going down the stairs. Yeah, he's really <laughs> fast efficient. at going down those last four stairs. <laughs> 
so he was so Oh, I excited. almost fell down the stairs. <laughs> he was so excited. He cried at the end of it. So oh, what, man. He's probably, know. yeah, just ecstatic. Yeah. Oh. He's great. So He's James great. is terrible at walking downstairs. James and Glade are the same age, just for those mm. of you who don't know who our babies are. Yeah. <laughs> if you James, met, goes met. Down, <laughs> James goes down face first. Just <laughs> Oh, my God. It's very smart, you know, just... <laughs> I think his thought is just like that his head would would break his fall. So. Yeah, no, it's like I don't want to hurt my hands, so I'm going to put my face in front of him. So it's smart. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's a thinker that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so hopefully he doesn't go down any more stairs yeah, like Glade right, does. Dude. But that's too funny, man. That's awesome. Yeah, he's good though. He's doing great. Awesome. All right. So today's topic. Mm-hmm. Drumroll, please. <laughs> we are going to talk about the Office. Our yes. favorite, I, I think this is actually my favorite TV show of all time, Ryan. Oh. Would you say the same thing? Oh, yeah. I don't think you could really pick it up with, uh, I mean, there's plenty of other genres that I am very much interested in. I love, I get sucked in, but there is no other show that is as classic, and the rewatchability of it is amazing. Oh, so true. Oh, man, I'm right there with you. Um, so we're talking about The Office season one and season two today. It spanned for nine seasons. We'll get into all of them, but we just figured we'd lump these two together because season one's like six episodes, so you don't even have to worry about that. Um, Ryan, when was your first? What was your first exposure to the show? When did you first listen or watch it? Rather, <laughs> that is exactly the same question I was going to ask you. So I uh, I was over at my buddy's house, and uh, it's amazing because I have a friend who's completely passive. He he was a really shy guy back in the day. And he has, for some reason, introduced me to some of my favorite artists and TV shows that I've ever seen. And I was over at his house, and it was the very first year that iTunes started having TV episodes that you could buy. So before that, it was just DVDs that you could purchase. And so he thought it was way cool. So he was like, hey, there's this new TV show I saw. And he had purchased The Injury and The Secret, which, of course, we're going to be talking about those in a little bit. Great episodes. (laughs) But uh, I am such a fan of the show 24 that I thought this was some, like, internet spoof of 24 when I started watching the injury. Because <laughs> he's, like, on the speakerphone, and he's like, send Dwight, or send Pam, I need help right now. And it's like, oh, is this about 24? Just because I knew nothing about TV show. <laughs> hey, an intercom. <laughs> That's got to yeah, be related like, to 24. just like that other show I watch. <laughs> There's a guy in that one, too. Hey. So, uh, I, yeah, I watched them, and I was like, wow, that is um, so funny. And I ended up, uh, how did I do it? I think I actually went to the store, bought season one, and then uh, waited until the season two DVDs came out. So, oh, nice. Yeah. What about you, So you Cole? got on there pretty early. I was actually a little bit later to the party. I uh, kind of like what you were saying. I remember my, I believe it was like my brother who bought an episode on iTunes. It was, um, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank on the episode. What happens in it? It's uh, Cocktails. That's the episode title. Oh, Cocktail Party? Yeah. So I saw that one, I think, was the first episode I ever watched. And I remember being kind of, I I, I don't know, I was taken back because I wasn't really sure who the heck Michael Scott was. Because in Mm -hmm. that one, like, yeah, he's weird, but he's not as over-the-top weird. Like, he what? has moments where he's like, I love this woman! Where Cocktail. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'll say that's the one where he's like, 
you know, potato salad. You just get yeah. the mayonnaise, <laughs> you get the thing. Something's wrong There's with something's you. There's something's wrong with you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So, yeah, I saw that episode. And then I was like, oh, this show's good. I, and everyone was talking about it. It was real popular in school. So I watched um, the beginning of season four. And that's kind of when I started, like, watching it weekly, every okay. week. And all that stuff. All right, all right. Um, but, yeah, what a show. I mean. Dude, yeah, I, so the very first episode I saw live was drug testing. Oh, and nice. um, I got to spend that whole summer uh, getting pumped up for Gay Witch Hunt because oh, yeah. I saw Casino Night Live, which again we could talk about this in a second. But uh, really, I mean, like you, like you know, man, sucks you in. Like you do not want to stop watching that show. It's seriously, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's why it's my favorite. It's so rewatchable and just so fun. So let's get right in there then. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with season one. Mm-hmm. Again, season one was a smaller season. I mean, like most shows, it was kind of just trying to find its footing and see if it had an audience to stick around on a network. Yeah. Um, I remember watching a an interview with Mindy Kaling about it. Um, mm-hmm. So she's the one who plays Kelly, and she's also a writer of the show. But they were talking about how they really didn't think they'd last very long and it's funny looking back on it now because we know that it was a nine season show and one of the most popular shows that's ever existed yes um but yeah i mean is there something that you think about the office that i I guess like is the difference in the office and the humor and the way that's presented did you i don't know i'm i guess my question is are you surprised that it had the audience and the following that it did well like you said like you came in in season three right Yes. So that's when a ton of people picked up the show. That's when they heard, holy, like, this show is hilarious. You've got these pranks with Jim and Dwight and Jim and Pam and Michael, and everything's really, uh, really great. I think season three is honestly my favorite season um, of them all, just for the fact that you see the evolution of that insanely dry British humor that they copy really well in the first season. Oh, yeah. they transition it into this a little bit more. Okay, I'm not cringing quite as bad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's definitely more lighthearted as well than right. the the British humor because British humor is kind of more dry. It's it's yeah. meant to be kind of more. I don't know. I guess the word for it would be like. Yeah, dry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's like it, dry is a great word. For it. Yeah, it, um, it's interesting but, though because the the British one you've watched that whole show, right? Mm-hmm. It is. I feel like it's a little bit more realistic because this mm-hmm. one gets a little bit out of some of the stuff that like Michael does. It does seem a little bit more of a caricature caricature of a person than a real person. But what? I feel like Ricky Gervais's guy is pretty realistic. Oh, I love Ricky Gervais, dude. Yeah. Hey, like that's and yeah, he, he the way that they do uh, the British Office, I love. I almost consider it just not even related to my office over here in America, just because they're they're very different. Oh yeah, but, um, yeah. I uh, season one is the closest you'll get, though. It's it's oh, yeah. dry, it's fun, uh, it is cringy <laughs> all of the time. <laughs> yeah, it's, especially it's so. In the best way. Yeah, so talking about that, I mean, the pilot of the show, episode one of season one, yeah. is exactly modeled after the British one. It's the yes. exact same episode. Yeah. So that's always kind of fun to watch them two side by side. But you, you hear talks about how Steve Carell didn't watch Ricky Gervais's incarnation right. of Michael Scott or that I Michael Scott that. character. 
do you feel like that's true? Like, because they seem pretty similar in the first one. Maybe just the writing is pretty on the nose for that stuff. But I'd, yeah, I'd say on that one, the writing is very much. I mean, you could have two people take a script, and it's going to be a little bit different because you don't really see Ricky Gervais. It's not like he's doing an impression of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not exactly. like he's trying to be David Brent, where he's like, "Oh yeah, you this <laughs> little thing." Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it's it's more just Michael developing his own uncomfortably awkward, over the top, no lines, um, you know, version of that character. Too. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's an interesting episode. So we'll get into like the plot of the pilot. We got Ryan, the temp, joining this office and and going through, and Michael Scott's introducing him to all these different characters, and you get the Jim and Pam relationship. Where this is where I think that sets especially the first couple of seasons of The Office apart from any other show. Like you mentioned before, it just it has the heart. Like the the moments between Jim and Pam are phenomenal and mm. I think that they, they cast the two best actors to do that. Yeah. So you have that relationship which you actually genuinely care about and then you also have the humor and you're rooting for all these other people that you know, it, you don't think you'd be rooting for Michael Scott because he's so obnoxious in the first episode. <laughs> but he, like, slowly wins you over. Yeah. And that's that's what w works so well with this show. But um, what impressed me about the pilot is, again, Jim and Pam, I feel like they established their chemistry really quick. So just to throw a little tidbit out there, um, there was an interview that uh, I've actually heard both ends of it done in separate places where uh, Jenna Fisher and um, John Krasinski both tell the story of them getting the jobs mm -hmm. and they both went in and uh, you know auditioned for this role and uh, they actually came at the same time and so they sat next to each other outside they talked a little bit and when they got the call saying hey we want you to play the character of Jim or Pam both of them the first thing they asked was hey was Jenna Fisher the one who got Pam? And she asked, was John Krasinski the one who got Jim? Because oh, man. outside they just felt like they had such a great initial chemistry of friendship that uh, it's amazing to kind of see how that works because you definitely see it on screen with those two. Oh, yeah, you really do. And it's interesting, yeah, like you mentioned, just how casting really plays such a big part in that. But mm. uh, And I, I do enjoy the pilot. I think it's a fun one. It is definitely drier and has a little bit of a few different elements to it like the weird ending part with the so it has the iconic jello scene of course that mm -hmm. everyone knows about um but it has like the ending part where jim the music yeah you know it ended with like <laughs> that different. weird like yeah because <laughs> the intro music that show that that music is the best I, I think that's one of the best intros to a comedy or to a show oh yeah that might be just because i love the office so much but i just do think the music's awesome but yeah it's so good yeah they they play like a weird kind of like closing version of it it's like <laughs> it's just so weird it's like okay because like it's, it's out of place yeah we, exactly we don't have anything else like that for the rest of the show and he's like hey you know come with me come with me let's go let's go on this little journey together <laughs> yeah like, imagine if they did that every single episode you just be like yeah. oh, okay we get it <laughs> you know we i call on someone to go through and edit every episode of the office to end with that with song that. playing yeah. them off as they finish up <laughs> exactly the <scene>. yeah <laughs> Yeah, I love oh, it. Oh, man. That's good. Yeah. Any highlights of the pilot that you like? What's your favorite part of that episode? Um, I, I mean, probably it just establishes every relationship so good. And oh, yeah. it's. It, I love the fact that the pilot it mirrors the British version because then... You could watch um, both. Yeah, start, start them both at the same spot and see where they end up. 
uh, it wasn't. It was an April Fool's Day prank. But in season two, or sorry, season three. So this would have been two thousand six. There was a um, there was a uh, an article that came out online saying, "Hey, if America can reboot The Office, then so can another channel." And CBS is coming out with their own Office, and David Spade is playing the Michael Scott character, and and it talked about the whole list of actors that are going to go play this separate. Uh, office role and it was so funny because when it came out people were like no like don't do this or other people were like yeah and really in my heart there is um there's enough room for offices out there you know there's oh yeah i I think there's seven different countries that have their own version of the office no way yeah and i have friends that watch them and that's what i and we'll get into this with these two first seasons but they do so well is that relatability of being in an office and they have an episode just based on Healthcare based on like an office basketball game stuff that yeah. is so I, I've had that in my offices you know just little stuff like that so it's just really funny because it's just so again like growing up I didn't really have that relation or anything like that but right. once you get into the office stuff then or into any sales position it's like yeah I hear this every okay. day <laughs> yeah. every episode's about how the sales numbers are down or something yeah. you're just like oh, here we go downsizing? yeah downsizing I suggested yeah. downsizing in my interview <laughs> <laughs> oh dwicked oh dwicked so great oh, all right well I, yeah so this I, is just, gonna pilot, this might take us a few hours <laughs> we're good keep going the pilot is the T to the 18-hole uh, game of The Office. Okay. All right. So that is the one that sets everything up. Um, and I will say this about season one in general. You should have seen my little eyes as a f- oh, what I, 16 years old. I go to Target. I'm not sure if my parents are okay with me watching it, so I didn't tell them about it. <laughs> so <laughs> I buy season one. I come home, and I put the disc in. And um, there's This is a episodes. real documentary. There's six episodes. I thought there'd be 24. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, bummer. So I was like, oh, jeez. I <laughs> bought the wrong one. I just one. spent $25 on six episodes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So that's the pilot. Yep. That's, that's awesome. All right. And then we get Diversity Day on episode number two. And this one's written by BJ Novak. And for those of you who don't know who that is, that is Ryan the Temp. So, I mean, a temp writing the second episode, that's pretty good. That's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. (laughs) I can't believe they trusted him with that, you know? (laughs) Oh, also, can we just throw out there, can we have a meter that as we progress through the seasons, we can have how stupid Kevin Malone's getting as the season progress? (laughs) How it starts? Well, yeah, because how he gets established in the show... And maybe we should have done this. Maybe we should have gone through each character, but we'll we'll go through it. And, you know, anyway. Um, but Kevin, I mean, when he starts off, he's just dull and he's kind of a pervert. That's it. Barely <laughs> though. Like it's not even. He's not even hyper perverted yet. He's yeah. just like, I got a lot of stuff to me off. Yeah. It's probably gonna be me. And you're like, I said I hey. was dull. but it's so funny how he kind of like already i because kevin used to be my favorite character at the beginning of the show he was my favorite but towards the end i'm just like all right a little little much a little much with kevin he reaches the point where he literally sounds like a cartoon character oh yeah the turtle thing with like the intro i think it's season eight or season nine yeah Yeah. it turned out the turtle was already dead like what where did did that come from you know maybe he was sitting um 
in a place where it wasn't ventilated and that radon got to him. That that's right. You know, that's true. That's, or what is it? There's asbestos? I thought we got that taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was actually, that would have been the best explanation to that. That would have been so funny. We got it it's totally like, yeah, We out, actually really right had a hazard. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. <laughs> it didn't stand a chance. Didn't out. stand a chance, poor Kevin. Uh, All right. So okay, Diversity so, Day. Yeah. Uh, so what happens is Michael... Um, does a Chris Rock impression, so they have to have Mr. Brown come in and kind of educate the entire office on on being, I guess, more accepting and, and knowing where the line is as far as <laughs> appropriate things to say at the workplace. What are your thoughts on this episode, Ryan? So, one, I, I love the introduction of Mr. Brown because Michael being the innocent boy he is, is like, oh, that's a test. That's I will not call you that. I will not call you that. <laughs> well, it's my name, so. <laughs> you can call you that. Yeah, he, I love that uh, this is the perfect showcase of how naive Michael is and how, you know, if you were to ask a child, like, what's the best way to combat racism, they would say Abraham Lincoln. Like, that's the first thing that, a, <laughs> For that a, sure. you know, an eight-year-old kid would think of, and Michael goes right to it in this video with, if you are a racist, I will attack you with the with north. The north. <laughs> <laughs> what a lie. Yeah, that's, that's solid. That's pretty good. So, so yeah, good. It's, it's a good, it builds him immediately. as like, oh, this is a childlike character. So. <laughs> that's like just right where he goes. It's so funny. And then you see just how petty he is as well, where it's, Mr. Brown levels with him and is like, hey, the, the only reason we had to do this was because of the impression or the impersonation you did with the yeah. Chris Rock routine. Yeah. So I need you to sign this paper saying that you've been trained on diversity and how to properly behave in an office. And he signs his name Daffy Duck. Okay. And you got to admit, since seeing this, you have you oh, signed Oh, nonstop. Every time, every time a cashier gives me a receipt okay. back, I need my signature. <laughs> me too. And I always kind of hold it up to no one, but I'm like, <laughs> Daffy Duck. Daffy Duck. Yeah. <laughs> Turn to the side. There's no camera, but you still present it. So I legitimately had a signature at Walmart get rejected one time. Because I said <laughs> Daffy, Daffy Duck. Duck. They're like, uh, the signature Worth didn't it. match. Worth I like, it. Did that even, I didn't even know that was real. I'm sorry about that. I didn't think that mattered either. I've done that for years I'm and really never gotten any kickback. I <laughs> Legitimately signed a Daffy Duck like an idiot. <laughs> Sorry. That's awesome. Um, so another thing that happens in this episode, and it's kind of an interesting one. So Dwight, Dwight Schrute, who, who I'm sure everyone knows. I, mean, I don't think anyone who's going to listen to this hasn't watched The Office, so yes. that's why we're not getting into there. But Yeah, that's okay. So Jim is working on this big sale that ends up being like a quarter of his annual like commission or something like that. Doesn't he say something like it's a huge sale for him that he just renews every year? Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I think he says it is a quarter of his annual sales, which yeah. So he buys himself a little champagne. Dude. Yeah. It's pretty nice. That'd be redonkulous if it was that big. But anyway, so he is trying to work out with this client the whole episode and he keeps getting interrupted because Michael's having these mandatory meetings and calling him over. Um, And then at the end of the episode, Dwight closed the guy and gave him, like, a discount. And I just remember thinking, because Dwight ends up being more likable, but they really do establish him as, like, 
just like a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like no, it's, he, you can, you he's can see weird. Why Jim is pulling pranks on this guy? Exactly, and I, I I often forget that. But whenever I rewatch the show, I'm like, oh, I get it. You know, it's not just because Dwight's weird; it's because Dwight's kind of a jerk in the yeah. first parts of the yeah. show. You know, he's antagonizing Jim any chance he can. Oh, exactly. I mean, yeah. And so what I love about this, though, and again, it, it works so well in establishing the relationship with Jim and Pam, is after all this has happened, you know, Jim's essentially lost, you know, a quarter of his commissions for the year. They're in this diversity training and Pam falls asleep on his shoulder. Oh, yeah. And no. he just has that interview. and Just mm, not a bad day. Not, you know? a, not like, a bad day. Just so good. <laughs> That, that just makes your heart feel good. <laughs> yeah, he's such an easy guy to cheer for, and Pam is such like a relatable. I don't know, like growing up, like I, I feel like my wife is like my Pam. You know, it's just you're oh, always yeah. looking for that girl that you can just talk with, and you can, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I I'm right there with you, man. I think that uh, that ending it's so funny because it makes you care so much about the characters to see someone lose that much money and to have them come out of it on the other end with like hey you know like it was worth it like i would i would lose a quarter of my commissions for the year just, just for that girl lean on my shoulder yeah oh yeah that's cool and it's such also, an interesting dynamic just that she's engaged that they establish in the pilot and just it, it, yeah. it is so weird because they do get along so well but then you're like you see roy yeah. and you're like oh he's it's so weird but it makes sense because it happens in real life but anyway yeah what no, were you saying no, sorry this is actually this is also the introduction of uh, Kelly Kapoor. So, oh, um, it is, huh? In the uh, in the scene where Michael is doing the try my cookie cookie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> try man, my yeah. cookie cookie. <laughs> so uh, you'll see this too, and I, I believe the last episode that it happens on is uh, the fire episode in season two. But um, they actually still have background characters in the office that aren't characters. Re they do. Characters. I have. Um, so Kelly actually was just pulled out because they said, hey, we need someone. We need a diverse character to piss off, you know, to get pissed at Michael. And uh, she's on the writing staff. She wasn't even planning on being a character in the show. And they just put her in dress clothes. You can see she's wearing something one million percent not Kelly Kapoor. Oh, uh, yeah. And she's <laughs> very, you know, she's very run-in-the-mill, kind of average, doesn't very have a very quiet. flamboyant personality. Yeah. Yeah. She's just like, oh, I just had the worst meeting, and then Michael yeah. does the thing, you know. Yeah, slaps him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Kelly. <laughs> Poor Kelly. So, uh, that must have yeah. been what set her off, you know, from there. Mm. She's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going home, and I'm looking up People magazine to see what the rest <laughs> of my life should be. <laughs> From here on out, Thanks, I am not going to lose my cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. man. But that is an interesting establishment. All right. So now episode three, yes. healthcare. Which healthcare, I think, was Jan in Diversity Day? I can't remember. She might have been. Was she, she was in a Diversity Day, wasn't she? Oh, she was in pilot. She was in the pilot episode. Oh, yeah. She's like so, the first yeah, yeah, yeah. little bit. So healthcare, though, has a lot more of Jan, which I think is a lot of fun because you see... Uh, her character, which I think she is an uh, she's an awesome character to have. So show. realistic. Yeah. And like, then she slowly gets raid on poisoning too. Just <laughs> again, the crazies come. <laughs> you know? I love when th this is jumping forward to season five when Oscar is like describing Jan to Holly, and he's like, "Oh yeah, she's very beautiful." And clinically insane. Like, because <laughs> she's just a psychopath. Just insane person, <laughs> period. And you don't get that. I mean, yeah, she's just a very normal boss and 
does a good job like at presenting herself that way because I feel like those kind of corporate women, I mean, she, she I acts just like them, you know, very professional and very, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just funny how that, th- that was a great casting, I think, with that. Yeah. I, I always think, because you, you know who, um, uh, oh, jeez, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. Do you know the actress from from Utah? She was in, like, Knocked Up and uh, Grey's Anatomy. She's she's the Mormon girl. Oh, the blonde one? Yeah. Catherine Heigl. Yeah. There we go. Catherine yep. Heigl. I always thought Jan and Catherine Heigl looked so similar that I was waiting for them to whip her out for being her sister in Scottsdale, and it never happened. I was. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't like, really think of that. Come on. No. They do have like that similar smile, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, kind of funny. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, this is great because again, if you told an eight-year-old to pick, okay, pick what kind of healthcare, uh, pick what kind of band-aids <laughs> everyone gets, he says, someone I else want the best. <laughs> I want the best band-aids. <laughs> and it's like, doesn't take cost into consideration, doesn't take thoughts, just like straight up tries. What does he try to get the gold plan? <laughs> oh yeah. Michael, I don't even have that plan. You need to actually do your job and pick a plan. You know? What does he say? Oh, I suggested it. It's great. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> don't tell Michael. Oh, it's so funny. And then, so while what happens is Michael delegates the healthcare choosing to Dwight, and Dwight is Dwight, and is just, again, you could see it again. Like, he's not a nice guy. Like, he's just yeah. purposely trying to be as difficult as possible. Like, you don't need healthcare and, like, all these cuts and stuff like that. <laughs> And all, all, while they, this is all happening, Michael is just stalling and trying just to think stalling of... stalling so hard. <laughs> just trying to think of something funny or something, a surprise to do for the office because he told him he had a surprise and he talks to some guy that has a mine shaft. That's totally Creed, by the way. I don't know if you remember, like, that phone call. Oh, the voice on it? Oh, it's totally Creed. I'd have to double check, like, the credits, oh, wow. but it sounds just like him. And he's that talking about... Funny. <laughs> yeah. about the How elevator? fast does it drop down? <laughs> it's an industrial mine shaft. It's slow, it slowly moves down. Well, when you get down there, do you have like laser tag? Or something? <laughs> like that would be the surprise. Just like, Again, just a big kid. Like that's yeah, like doesn't so get funny. it at all. He's. I mean, he's also got this really interesting side where it's like his car's filthy. Wait, no. That's well, in another one. You're getting ahead. I think one, that's yeah. the hot one. Is. Yeah, yeah, that is. Um, but he, yeah, oh yeah, he's in his car when he's calling the mine shaft people and stuff. So right? funny. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. All right. Go ahead. You know, is there anything else you want to say about healthcare? No, healthcare is uh, I, honestly that one is just good for the character building. I'd say everyone kind of gets their own spot to shine, and it ends with Michael completely letting everyone down. Oh There's yeah. There's no redeeming <laughs> Literally drum rolls to nothing. I mean, if there is a if there is a letting someone down, it's a he drum does roll it all the time until everyone leaves. <laughs> it does so, establish that so well. Yeah. My favorite scene um, of healthcare is probably when Jim throws the ice cream sandwich at Dwight, but he's locked in the room, so it just bounces off the window. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the workplace. <laughs> yeah. What do you call an office? Though? A workspace. <laughs> a workspace. <laughs> 
That's so good. All right, let's get into the Alliance, episode four of season one. <laughs> and looking at the time, we may have to just do season one. But yeah, we'll, this we'll might be a season one. <laughs> this might be season one. Yeah, and let's just take our time. We'll get through episodes. this. Yeah, we'll get okay. through this. Sorry, man. Welcome to episode one of 78, covering The Office, <laughs> season one and two. <laughs> So what did you think about Jim's shoes? Did you think that really the fit his character? The shoes were unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know who they got to pick his shoes, but they My really pulled gosh, it off. It really says a lot about his, his internal <laughs> conflict. <laughs> oh, gosh, so stupid. Oh, man. All right, uh, so The Alliance. Alliance. Ryan, do you want to go through what this episode is about? Yeah, so um, The Alliance is... Uh, it is. So at this point in the show, we lost Ryan's audio, but we get it back. Because, what is it? The, is this the big downsizing one? This is, yeah, downsizing yeah. is kind of what inspires it. And I love it because this is such a theme for like seasons one and two, and then randomly it's brought up in season five or something where it's like, <laughs> is this downsizing? It's like, oh yeah, it's we like, forgot. There's downsizing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the entire episode just revolves around um, basically uh, Jim pulling Dwight's leg towards closer and closer that something's going on through pranks. And uh, I love it because the episode is climbing with Jim getting Dwight more and more and more and then finishes with oh, yeah. Dwight totally gets Jim back, right? Oh, yeah. In like, and yeah, it's such a harsh too. way. Yeah. So, oh, okay, man. so what are some of the pranks that uh, Dwight, or that Jim pulls on Dwight throughout the episode? So I don't, he enlists Pam into it and she helps him mm-hmm. with, Oh man, what are some of the stuff? So I know that he gets them. They get him to hide in a box yeah. in the warehouse right. uh, during Meredith's surprise party. Right. Happy <laughs> which birthday. Is also <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Which also, this is, and I'm, I, I hate to throw this out there. This is one of the small continuity errors that I found in the office. Oh, here we go. That they um, they reference. Uh, let's have a birthday party, and then he's like, "Well, marriage isn't until next month." But it's like, "Well, let's do it anyways, right?" Yeah. Well, in the episode in season four, Survivor Man, uh, Jim is talking about combining all the birthday parties together. With and Creed. they reference Meredith's birthday party right next to three other people's. They're like, "Well, in the next three weeks, we have Meredith's this and this," and I was like, "Oh, you're out." Okay. And I never Darn watched the show again. Write this <laughs> stuff down. <laughs> it's so easy. I don't care. Okay, it's on Facebook every year. Just take a this note is, of it. This is pre-Facebook, dude. This was April 2005. All right. Oh, yeah. We can't hold it against him. We can't hold it against him. Okay, yeah. sorry. So, yeah. So, they uh, put, yeah, put Dwight in a box. And then, um, like I said, it's climaxing. And then Dwight run, or Jim runs over to Pam and says, you will not believe what I convinced Dwight to do. I convinced Dwight to go over to Stanford to spy on them and to bleach his hair to disguise himself. <laughs> and it's so, and as he's telling you this, you can completely see that he is loving Pam. Oh, yeah. Because he's like holding her hand, holding has his arm hand, around her back, and they're laughing. just laughing it up. And then Roy walks in <laughs> and says, what does he say? the hell's going on in here <laughs> yeah something like that but roy is such like an intimidating presence yeah. in the yeah. show and that's like part of the reason why i feel like pam's dating roy mm-hmm. not that he's intimidating but he's like protective and i think she just feels safe like mm-hmm. he's a safe mm-hmm. bet 
Yeah, that's and, a really good point. And, and in Roy's defense, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. It's it, it's it, it, they do such a good job at illustrating. Just sometimes people just aren't meant to be together. Yeah. Um, but what happens? Yeah. So he gets real mad at Jim, and Jim's like, "Oh no! Like this is such a stupid thing. Like Pam and I were just messing with Dwight, and he's trying to explain it. And Jim's always like an honest guy, which is is cool about Jim. He's easy to support. And yeah. Roy turns to Dwight to confirm that. He's like, "What the heck is he talking about?" And Dwight's like, I have no idea. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) That part is so funny because after this, you're just like, Dwight, like, dang it. You could have just saved Jim out of there. (laughs) And Dwight goes into this monologue, and you just hear it over the shot. He's just like, did I want to betray Jim? No, but that's politics, baby. You know, he goes into this thing, and then it cuts to him with (laughs) Bunny's chair. (laughs) Because it's... it's Jim is totally going to get Dwight. Dwight totally gets Jim. Last laugh, 100% Jim gets. Because Dwight oh, yeah. is sitting there with bleached, bleached white hair. hair. <laughs> like, so confident. And like, oh, I got the information I needed out of Jim. Yeah. Like, I totally used that guy. He had no idea. <laughs> so funny. Oh, that's oh, great. That's yeah, so that's a good episode. And, yeah, the subplot with Michael in the birthday and just trying to boost morale is pretty funny. I mean... It, it just goes into, again, how Michael's insensitivity doesn't would be so tough at he a job. He doesn't get it. There's a, there's, a song, there's a song where one of the lyrics is, because uh, having a boss like Michael Scott's only funny on TV. Oh, yeah. It's so <laughs> true, though. In real you life, think about dude. that in real life. You're like, this guy is <laughs> such a jerk. Oh, what does he do as well? Because there's something... Doesn't he donate a bunch of money to Oscar's walkathon oh, on accident? It's, it's uh, <laughs> do you have the bleep button? There? No, I do. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, so how many? Oh, oh, it's per lap because he donates twenty bucks per lap or something. Oh, yeah. How many laps did they walk last year? And it 18. was like, yeah, eighteen. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Son of a. So he backs out of that, and then his jokes at Meredith's birthday party. Meredith part where it's <laughs> like, how old is she? It's like so dumb. <laughs> Poor Meredith on her birthday, just getting things just getting slammed. Let's hope the only downsizing they do is to your age. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh crap, is there really downsizing? <laughs> what did it say? Downsize your marriage because you're divorced, right? She's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hysterectomy jokes. It's fantastic. It's, it's just, great. it's it's great. <laughs> Mary, Mary had a little lamb. Let's hope she doesn't bring the lamb in. <laughs> and to work, and it will poop everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a kid. Oh, man. Yeah, oh, what a show. That's a great episode. That is a good um, one. Episode five. Now, this is probably my favorite episode of season one. It's basketball. Um, it was written by Greg Daniels. Is he the guy who does the British show, doesn't he? Mm, I don't know, actually. Maybe not. So. I know I it, che- so. it's, it gives him credit on the first episode, so maybe he, he was just for that one. And then he no, Greg Daniels is regular. Oh, oh, over there. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, basketball's great because uh, I'm not someone who is really good at sports. Uh, and a lot of times I'll have people in my neighborhood that say, hey, let's get together and do, you know, throw some basketball players together. And they just see that I'm tall. And they're like, you probably play sports. I'm not great. I'm not great <laughs> at it. And You're pretty good, though. I remember we played some stuff with you. but <laughs> All of the Michael confidence, I'm like, dude. I, what I is wrong it. with me today? 
like it's it's whatever you've seen on TV and this is how I do anything that I lack is I see what have I seen on TV how can I slide it into what I'm saying and when he screams bring it in <laughs> okay so he was watching a basketball movie that's all that he got and he's <laughs> chanting defense like he's like oh I've seen this let's do this <laughs> uh, he's he is such a perfect embodiment of that confident guy at the YMCA exactly. and it's just so like Oh, please don't have me on this guy's team. You know, he's the one who organizes everything. Yeah, he yeah. always that they got everything right. Everything down to the outfit that he's wearing, that just mm. awkwardly big jersey with the yeah. weird shoulder things coming out. <laughs> oh just my God. Classic beginner's mistake, eating before a game, you know. Stupid stuff. They're like, that really doesn't no, matter. You're fine, especially bro. at the level we're playing. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> seriously. I love uh, <laughs> I love how when he's picking teams, it's like Phyllis is like, I'd like to play. And he's like, ooh, yuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's so incensed. <laughs> yeah, like, doesn't want that. And uh, Stanley, of course. <laughs> Stanley, of course. What do you mean, of course? <laughs> what do you play, center? <laughs> Gosh, dude, yeah. So and then the first tip off, they get the ball to Stanley, and he starts dribbling with his other <laughs> hand behind his back. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Secret weapon. Secret weapon. Go. Yeah. Yeah, and that whole shooting from anywhere on the court, I'm embarrassed to admit. I get it, dude. Those oh, years of so free ball back in the day, someone passes it to me, I'm just like, I'm just Three. throwing it. <laughs> <laughs> what is with me today? What is wrong with me today? <laughs> like, every other day I nail these things. Yeah. <laughs> this is usually not how I play. <laughs> Gosh. And you get some of it in the montage of the actual basketball game where he's just throwing it, and oh, it goes yeah. like 20 feet over the hoop and hits down that box in the back. And it's <laughs> So funny. <laughs> just smashes it or nails the backboard super far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three <laughs> from like two feet away. Still misses. Yeah. yeah what is uh, with me today? And it's just all. so perfect. Oh, this man. is also a really great episode <coughs> showing the competitiveness of Jim and Roy. Oh, yeah. It really is. It's like the physical manifestation of like yep. their internal conflict, you know, yep. because. And Jim, like, ends up being a great basketball player and played in high school, and he's, like, oh, he's, like, stoked to show it off to Pam. Like, hey, right. watch yeah. me. You know, and, and I think everyone's kind of been in that situation where it's, like, yeah. there's something you're good at, and everyone's, like, oh, let's do this. And you're just, like, internally, you're like, oh, I hope that this girl notices it because yeah. this is kind of my thing. You know, and I yeah, love how he says that, is, too. This is kind of, yeah, it's kind of my thing. That's a good way to put it. And then at the start, he actually tries to get Roy, but Mike's, like, no, Roy's their best. I got Roy. You know, like <laughs> he's just terrible. Terrible. Oh uh, man, and it's such a funny because that's really I don't think there's any other subplots of the episode. It's just the basketball. It's game. Just the basketball game, and whoever loses has to work Saturday. And I love oh, it because yeah. you actually have the hero part of Michael. Yeah, but it's, it's like, so funny. Screw though. this. No one's working on Saturday. <laughs> and then he says one of my favorite lines, just because it's such like a not reassuring thing to anybody. He's like, like coming in on a Saturday is really going to prevent anyone from being downsized. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Lifts their spirits up just to be like, hey, just if we're going to get fired, we're going to get fired anyway. Like yeah. it doesn't matter Guys, what we let's, do. Let's not, let's not work Saturday. Um, <laughs> what's the other thing that uh, that he says in it where, oh, yeah. Where he's like, hey, who's ahead? And it's like, uh, you guys are. And then it's like, oh, foul, foul. Okay. Let's <laughs> Game over. It. Let's just say whoever was winning. <laughs> There's that eight-year-old just showing back up. Oh, yeah. And it's so frustrating just because you see, like, Jim's face and stuff. And you're like, oh, man. Because, again, in pickup basketball, 
again, if you go to like the YMCA, there's these guys in their you know 40s and 50s. Not always, of course, but some of them who are just they they play they take it so serious. Yeah. But they don't really have the skills or the know-how to actually back that stuff up. Mm. So it's just like exhausting and so frustrating to play with people like that because it's right. like, well, like, no, like if we're gonna. You know, beat them. Let's beat them instead of like cheat our way out of it, kind of thing. Because yeah. to them, they're just like, if we win, that means I'm good. You know, and it's just. Yeah. So I won't say this person's name. I'm. I think you've met him, but I know someone who in real. Alex Parlagin. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Shout out to Alex. <laughs> Shout out to Alex Parlagin. Sorry, buddy. No, it's not Alex. Um, I know someone in real life who completely shares so many little mannerisms with Michael Scott. They're not funny in any way. Like it's Yeah, it's real not, life version is not funny. It's not the funny like it's the side though where you're like, Can you believe this guy? Like and he we'd have basketball games that we'd play with uh with this kid and he would show up in, you know, jeans and boots and he would be breathing super hard, just like, <laughs> like just, just super into it. And like, you know that feeling where it's like, no, this guy, he doesn't, you know, he's putting in 180% effort, but it's like you've got 25% of the know-how of what's going on right now. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, so, man. And it's so, and Steve Carell does such a good job with that. And there is like, yeah, in the first season, though, there's really not a lot to cheer on for Michael Scott. Just no. going through these episodes right now, it's just like, yeah, he's just, it establishes him as, as insensitive and, you know, it funny in that way. And it's such a, it's such a unique type of humor because I, I can't think of another show that did this no. before The Office. Definitely not. Yeah, this was like, I mean, especially in this first season, this was only taking up a slot of a TV show that got canceled. So there was a, an opening for six episodes, and so they said, hey, this is a great time to try this out where you don't have to do a full season, um, but let's, uh, let's try to do you know, something to pick it up. So I don't think they even had a big arc they were looking at until you get to season two, uh, considering that the British version only lasted two seasons, right? Yeah. I think they, had, they came back <coughs> in another episode, but... Well, uh... The last one, uh, episode six, Hot Girl. Um, amazing, because this is actually how I know Amy Adams. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, Amy Adams, she's the one from uh, Enchanted or something, right? And it's like, no, when I saw Enchanted, I was like, that's the girl from The Office. <laughs> I'm like, so excited. <laughs> that's the purse girl. <laughs> yeah, purse girl, dude. I love it. So, yeah, Hot Girl is such a great episode. Oh, it's, um, it's so good. And this is, real quick, this is the first episode written by Mindy Kaling. I, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool, though. No kidding. So I watched an interview with her. There's this really good YouTube channel. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, Ryan, but it's uh, it's this one. Oh, I, I'd gotta, I have to have to double-check the name of it, and I'll insert it at the end. But he does interviews with celebrities, but they're kind of more casual. And he has Mindy on there. What and she's frick? talking about just her experience. You're not talking about, uh, <laughs> this is going to be so weird if it's. It's the black and white one. Like where everything's shot in black and white with this guy. And it's just, they're just sitting on couches talking. Uh, speakeasy? Is that what it is? No, it's a different, different? one. Okay. All right. I, but anyway, with this one, Mindy's talking about her experience on the show and being a writer and kind of getting into that club of writers because they kind of already had it established 
But, you know, she would write episodes and would approach him on this stuff. And it was interesting to just see her story and how she got started on it. And this was her first uh, credited writing, or wow. first episode that she was credited for, which is pretty cool. That's amazing. That's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, and anybody who says this, so, I mean, I, I, Kelly is one that you don't have fans that are freaking out over her, like Jim and Pam or Michael or Dwight. But something you have to remember is that more than, more than uh, Kelly is that Mindy Kaling is a lot of the writing behind Michael Scott's character. Oh, she but really is. Oh, and sorry, the YouTube channel is the off-camera show. Okay. The anyway, go, show. go on. Um, though, sorry. Yeah, but so it's just funny because it's like you sit here and you see Michael Scott and you just think Steve Carell, but in reality it's like you're looking at what's going on inside of Mindy Kaling's brain. Like that's pretty good, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, to think about so. that and just the way that they write it. I mean, I can't imagine writing an entire episode or let alone an entire show. Yeah. But they do such a good job at keeping consistency with the characters, especially in the beginning of the show. It does it does shift quite a bit when you compare it later, and we'll get into that when we get into the other seasons. But um, what are your thoughts on the episode as, it's, or as it stands, the, uh, the Hot Girl episode? So, Hot Girl is amazing because you have all these different aspects to it where, one – You've got uh, Jim, who's kind of like, uh, you know, maybe I will shake off these feelings of Pam because yeah. Pam's obviously going home with Roy every single night. Um, you have Michael, who thinks he's the bee's knees <laughs> when it comes to women. <laughs> and you have easily manipulated Dwight, who ends up buying a purse as a man purse <laughs> for himself. Look at all these purses. <laughs> Look at I'll be the most prettiest girl at the ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so it's, good. It's, and oh, and my favorite thing about the episode, especially being in sales, is corporate is like, hey, to, to help <laughs> get sales. The incentive, going, yeah. You can get a thousand dollar item to one of your employees. <laughs> yeah. And, and he buys something to give to this girl. Yeah, he buys the espresso <laughs> machine or something in there. Yeah. Oh, it's man, like, it's so you can funny. Have it. I'll give it to you. <laughs> and like, it does oh such a good job in this one because, again, Michael Scott is really consistent in season one because he's just really insensitive. And that's kind of how it works out in this one. He, you know, he's telling Pam in the beginning, like, oh, we don't allow outside vendors to be in the office. Just go away. And then he sees the girl, sees. and he's like, nah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> twist my arm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and then walks up to her. And just the way I feel so bad for Amy <laughs> Adams' character because it's so uncomfortable. What's her name? Is it Katie? Katie, yeah. Oh, I lost you. Colton? <laughs> you may be wondering what happened. Well, Skype cut out. But don't worry, we were able to fix the problem and get it going again. All right. Uh, Sorry, I just got kicked off of Skype. So, uh, where was I? Uh, so, we were talking about Amy Adams' character, Katie. And it's funny how just how bad you feel for her. Oh, yeah. Holy you know, cow. Like, like, she knows she's being preyed on. Oh, yeah. By Michael and Dwight. And it's just so uncomfortable. And, <laughs> and it, it is, it go, again, shows Jim has game. Oh, he really does. And that's the you thing. Know. And I, what I love about this show and their relationship, because Pam and Jim's, you know, relationship is so strong just because they talk to each other. You know, they, yeah. can, they can joke around. And, you know, Michael in a later episode, like, asks Jim what he likes about Pam. He's like, she's easy to talk to, you know. It's such a realistic relationship. Whereas 
it, other shows have it like established like you know if you meet somebody across a crowded bar or if you meet somebody you just know the minute you met them that this is the person for you and and while they kind of hint at that yeah. when Jim like first meets her uh-huh. it's still like such a more realistic relationship well because that's right. you know that's that's how real relationships go it's like someone yeah. you can actually talk to builds over time and they've obviously had some great experiences together and uh i mean yeah he's he's on the ball dude but i love in the hot girl how <clears throat> he goes up to uh to katie and it's at the end of the day so it's not like he wasn't you know drooling over her all day like everybody else you got yeah. kevin kevin in there <laughs> uh dwight like he comes up and what does he say <clears throat> i i only want to talk about purses okay so like even if you want to, like, we're just talking about purses here. Like, she thinks it's funny. You can see her legitimately smile. Mm-hmm. And then even walking out to the parking lot, Michael still thinks that he's taking Good night, home. Jim. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you coming with us? <laughs> he was so happy to get that. Like, you know, like, I can give you a ride. Oh, come on. No, you're just right on the way. And, like, poor girl is like, okay, fine. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Oh, okay, okay, yeah, and it's like so much hesitation. To oh do. man, you just feel so bad for it. It's so funny because at the same yeah. time, Dwight thinks like he has a chance with her and asks her out, and she says no, and is Dwight that, is, is so no? concerned. <laughs> yeah. Is that no to me asking you out or to talking to you in private? Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> but just Dwight and Michael's relationship in that one. I love how the writers capture because they like genuinely feel like they both have a shot with this girl, yeah. <laughs> even though they're like the worst. Not even option. close. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the only yeses they're getting are like totally hesitant, don't want to <laughs> do what I'm doing. <laughs> well, that, I'll, I'll just have you know, Dwight, I am giving her a ride home tonight. <laughs> do you, do you remember? Do you love her? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. It, don't, it's, too it's too early, early to tell. Too early to tell. <laughs> so, so funny. <laughs> I love so that guy, man. And it just shows Dwight. Dwight does have that really sensitive side, where he's like, where he cries at uh, cries at midnight. Remember that? He cries at midnight on New Year's. Oh, that's because it was like, snowing at exactly midnight. <laughs> It's like he's got that sensitive side where he just really wants to care, but he he, he has that shell. He has that oh, yeah. Shell. So funny. Oh, man, what a show. Anything? Any other closing thoughts you want to say yeah. on the Hot Girl? So, yeah, Hot Girl, I would just say the last thing would be that this is the only season that does not have a big event in the finale. And so it's a really interesting thing because you literally move from that episode to the Dundies um, in season two. And season two ends with, you know, Jim and Pam, Jim and Pam kissing each other. Season three ends with Jim bursting in the room. You know, you've got all these oh, big yeah. things. Just and like I love it peak. because it's it's the last time that you see this show as uh, almost as it's the last time you hear uh, a local band in your bar before the next time you see them and they're touring the United States. You know so I mean? true. Oh, yeah. And so. that's, again, I think that adds so much to the charm of the show that it didn't need to have these really big moments these these hollywood moments in it and right. you know this show does i mean episode the last episode of that there's a little hint of something that will keep you interested enough because jim ends up you know befriending katie and he's taking her out to get drinks that night 
and you see Pam and Roy get into the car in the parking lot. Totally different parking lot than yeah. the future seasons, but oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You <laughs> just see you see Jim kind of working his magic. He's a real charming guy, and they're just establishing this relationship. And Pam is off in the distance, looking at him like yeah, very like, envious. Oh wait a minute, you know yeah, what's going and, on? I, and so even that subtlety is enough, at least for me, to like be like, oh man, like that was a good way to to end it. But yeah, I don't know. Is that was that their initial plan? That was gonna be the last episode of the season? Because I wonder if that was just something where they had to stop for some reason, or they weren't able to do it. Because it does seem I, like an interesting place to segue into the end of the to, season. To but. my knowledge, that was a. Sh- uh, they only had six episodes, and they knew that from the start. Oh yeah, they must have. That makes sense. Yeah, but they didn't do any type of wrap up. They just. It's really cool because I don't know what it was like, but. I, call it courageous if they didn't know they had a season two yet because they didn't try to end anything they just said hey you know we're going to be making more episodes and next time on season two you'll see how they took off exactly (laughs) oh man perfect well man i mean we uh yeah we spent a good hour talking about season one six episodes i would not have guessed that (laughs) i would not have guessed it would take us that much time that's why i thought we should lump it together because i'm like oh it's only six episodes it won't take that long but sure enough (laughs) if we take this long what is it? Because there's about 24, yeah, let's 22 see. per uh, season, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, so like four or five hours a season. It's 36 episodes. That's right. <laughs> That'll okay. be great. That'll be great. <laughs> see you guys in 2020, baby. All right, <laughs> All right man. Well, well, thanks for joining. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, any closing thoughts on Office Season 1? Office Season 1, I'm going to say uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, this is the hook that will pull you into the fisherman's boat that is the office. Oh, for <laughs> so sure. Do, it. <laughs> do you have your seasons ranked? Do you know where your rankings would be for these? I could get you a ranks, uh, rank list for next time. I will throw it out there, though, that uh, season one is in my, I'd say it's in my top five. Yeah, I'd say so, too. It's in, it's the, in top the top half. half for sure. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. So next time we'll be meeting and we'll talk about season two. Um, okay. And, yeah, we'll go through, like, our rankings of the seasons real quick just in the beginning. Okay. Works with me, my friend. Thank you for having me on. All right, Ryan. Thank you. And uh, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, share with your friends, leave us a five-star review. If you really hate it, then leave a negative review, but just put five stars. That way we read it. Um, <laughs> That's and what gets our attention. <laughs> exactly. Wait a minute. Another five-star. Let's read this. Oh, gosh. Let's check this out. Let's check this out. You can just leave it. We'll, we'll keep reading it. Well, well yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you want to write in. Um, have any ideas for episodes or just want to let us know your thoughts you can write in at outer experience show oh my goodness i forgot the email anyway i'm going to insert it's outer, exp- outer experience at gmail.com i think it's outer experience podcast at gmail.com that's what it is <laughs> there it is okay. all right <laughs> do that one try all three <laughs> Ooh, try all three i like it let's uh, let's see what we can get over here exactly all right ryan yeah, thanks friend. for joining man yeah thank you man we'll catch you later all right